This information is subject to a disclaimer at the end of this podcast. Please ensure that you listen to the disclaimer and go to www.ubs.com for further information about UBS. Hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning into UBS's Global Research Pod Hub, a channel that shares insights from economists, strategists, and equity analysts on the pivotal questions and events shaping today's markets. 2024 is the big year for geopolitics. 76 elections, 4 billion people, more than half the Earth's population go to vote. But one of the most consequential elections for the market is going to be the US presidential election. And in most investors' minds, the way the markets are likely to play out is very similar to the way they played out in 2016, 2017. We're likely to see a fiscal expansion. We're likely to see an extension of tax cuts if we get a Republican victory. And that is going to mean that the market is going to move higher. Now, we'd be careful with that view. Here are the five points I'm going to make today. Number one, the starting points of the US economy today are very different just ahead of the presidential election in 2016. Number two, similarly, the starting points of the US equity markets today are very different to just ahead of the presidential election in 2016. Number three, the starting points of risk premium, again, are very different today compared to 2016. But then let's take a broader view of how elections and results have panned out over the last century. And we find that number four, The performance of the market in presidential years is just a little bit weaker, not very dissimilar to a normal non-election year. And lastly, number five, three-month returns historically have been stronger under a Republican sweep and 12-month returns have been stronger under a Democrat sweep. Let's get into the details. So the first point I'd like to make is that the starting point of the US economy today is very different from where it was just ahead of Trump being elected in 2016. In simple terms, the US economy today is more late cycle, whereas in 2016, around November of 2016, it was more early to mid cycle. Let's go through some numbers. Federal debt as a percentage of GDP was about 105% just ahead of Trump's election in 2016. Today, it is almost 20 percentage points higher at about 125. So this is federal debt as opposed to public debt. But If we do see an extension, a full extension of the tax cuts, and in our numbers, we are thinking about a partial extension. If we do get a full extension of the tax cuts, then we are likely to see this number rise a further 10 percentage, 10 to 12 percentage points over the next eight years. The bond markets are not likely to be very patient with that. You've already seen much weaker growth in the US today compared to 2016, but in addition, growth in China, growth in Europe. In other words, global growth is much weaker today than it was in 2016. Consumer sentiment, manufacturing sentiment, services sentiment are all weaker today compared to 2016, just ahead of the election. Both actual inflation and inflation expectations are higher today. And this is why I'm saying the bond markets are unlikely to be as patient as they were in 2017. The US economy is just much more clearly late cycle. Whether you look at the gap of unemployment relative to Nairu, or you look at consumer confidence, future expectations relative to current expectations, or you just look at the output gap, the US economy is much more late cycle than it was at 2016. There was room to run in 2016. There isn't room to run today. The output gap is closed. And therefore, if 
demand increases in a big way, you could see inflation kicking up and you could see a reaction from the bond markets, especially as public debt is at such a different level. So we need to pay attention to that. You could see trouble in the bond market impacting the equity market. So it's very dissimilar to the template in 2016. Next, let's look directly at the equity markets. So when you look at earnings growth, the market is expecting similar or slightly higher earnings growth for the S&P compared to where it was in 2016. So the market, despite weaker growth, is quite optimistic on earnings. When we look at valuations, today the valuations of the S&P are about three turns higher than where they were just ahead of Trump's election in November of 2016. For the NASDAQ, that number is about seven turns higher. For Russell, it's roughly the same. Equity volatility is considerably tighter today equity risk premium is considerably tighter today. So you have seen a reasonable pickup in valuations and the market is despite that expecting very strong growth in earnings through the course of the next 12 months. Point number three, risk premium, and this is a point I've made in previous fives and fives as well, are already extremely tight. So the DNA of this year is dissimilar to the DNA of previous years where we have seen very strong equity returns in Q1 and very strong equity returns through the course of this year. Then risk premia were elevated. 2016 was one of them. Today, risk premia are actually quite tight. When we look at USIG spreads, today they are trading at 95 compared to 135 basis points just ahead of Trump. High yield spreads today trading at about 330 compared to 490 just ahead of Trump. Also, oil prices today much more in equilibrium, close to $75 to $80 to the barrel for Brent, compared to $46 to the barrel for Brent uh, at the time just ahead of Trump's presidential election. At that time, the oil market was in distress. So as that distress went out, you actually saw the market rallying, not just the energy markets, but the broader markets rallying as well. So in the first three points, I've basically made one statement. The US economy, the US markets are very different today than they were in 2016. So we should not be applying 2016's template. But let's learn from the broader swathe of history as well. What has been the experience over the last 100 years? So number four, we find that the returns in equity markets in presidential election years are not very dissimilar from returns in non-presidential election years. So over the last century, Non-election years have seen marginally stronger U.S. equity returns at about 10.1% than presidential election years, which have seen about 8.9% returns. The weakest returns have been experienced in midterm election years of about 3.1%. Presidential election years have typically seen the market pick up only around mid-year, just ahead of the primaries. Also, equity volatility has typically picked up into the election only to subside quickly after that. The last point that I'd make today is that post the election, three-month returns have been stronger under a Republican sweep and 12-month uh, returns have been stronger under a Democrat sweep. A Republican sweep, and we have seven data points of this in the last 100 years, has been followed by 7.3% returns in three months, but the market has subsequently given back some of this gain to post 6% returns over 12 months. By contrast, under a democratic sweep, and we have 11 data points in the last 100 years, three-month returns are only 3%, but these have risen to average 8.9% over 12 months. A Republican president with a split Congress, we have only two data points, has seen similar 12-month returns to a Republican sweep. 
the strongest equity returns have happened to be realized under a Democrat president or a split Republican Congress, but these are one-offs and the association is likely spurious. So let me summarize the five points that I made today. Number one, the US economy is in a very different state to what it was in 2016. We should not be applying the same template for equity returns. Number two, the equity market earnings valuations are in a very different state to 2016. Number three, risk premia are in a very different state to 2016. Number four, if you look at the longer uh, tide of history, you see that the re returns in uh, presidential election years are just slightly inferior to those in non-presidential election years. Midterm election years usually see the worst returns. Uh, and lastly, also, when you look at the big swathe of history, Republican sweeps have given you stronger three-month returns and Democrat sweeps have given you stronger 12-month returns. Clearly, this time could be very different and that's why we have to bear in mind that the US economy, markets, risk premia are in a very different position to where they were in 2016. Thanks very much for your time. This content has been prepared by UBS AG, its subsidiaries, and or affiliates, and is purely informational in nature. It is not investment research and does not contain an investment recommendation, nor investment or professional advice. It is not an offer or solicitation to engage in any investment activity, and you should seek your own financial, tax, and legal advice before engaging in any such activity. UBS has no responsibility to you in relation to this content. It has no regard to your personal circumstances or investment objectives and receiving it does not imply any form of client relationship with UBS for any legal, regulatory, or tax purpose. This content is not intended for distribution into any jurisdiction where to do so would be contrary to law or regulation. UBS does not accept any liability over the content of such material or reliance upon any information contained herein. The views and opinions expressed by any guest speaker or third party are not those of UBS. Accordingly, UBS does not accept any liability over such views and opinions expressed by such persons. This content is the valuable intellectual property of UBS, and UBS specifically prohibits the redistribution of it in whole or in part without its prior written permission.